Welcome to the Life Well Done Podcast. Optimizing physical, mental, and emotional being. Challenge plus change equals growth. Growth, 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 And we are back. What's up, dude? What's going on? Welcome back to Life Well yeah. Done. Yeah, you cheated on me. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what are we, optimizing physical, uh, mental, and emotional being? Yeah, man. Challenge yeah. plus change equals growth. Man, welcome back. I we uh coming off a pretty hot episode. I've gotten some really good feedback good. on that, and I know Rudy texted me the other day from Zen Teachings, and he's like, well, "I can't wait till we do a, a follow." Can I say a three way? Uh, <laughs> a three way with all of us on here. He's, he's looking yeah. forward to talking with you, and um, but yeah, man, it was it was really exciting. And uh, actually, let me backtrack everything here. Happy Mother's Day Ooh, to all yes. the moms out there. Yeah. Um, our two listeners, uh, mom and mom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you. She doesn't like my language, yeah. but. <laughs> love is still stronger than language right it's true (laughs) but uh yeah we'll get that out of the way and hope everybody all the moms out there having a great day it's a good thing i I was just i overlooked that completely (laughs) i almost did well i sent my flowers yesterday so yeah so so did i my mom was like thank you for the flowers you know Uh, yeah uh yeah so i i listened to uh part of the last podcast and, and it has sort of reinvigorated me to figure out just some sort of like not to just completely jump into this, but this is my feedback on it that I I do need to figure out some sort of practice that brings me down that allows my uh, overall self, whether it's the mental or emotional or whatever it is to be able to have a baseline again. Yeah. And I, I used to do meditation in Hawaii and I don't know if it was like kind of the Buddhist thing there, like the ocean and it was awesome. But you know, I find it's in the morning it is get up and if I'm not running, it's to the dog park, coffee, breakfast, out the door. Right. And there's some mornings where I don't know if it's like post run the day before, dehydration or something, but like the dogs will be in the back of the truck. And like by the time we get to the dog park, I am just pissed. <laughs> and it's such a poor way to start the morning, but I'll literally text Sarah and say, I'm, and I, I started to blame it on being hangry. Uh, because I felt like I was calorically deficit and that was some sort of bullshit justification for why I'm pissed. But I think it's just not finding the, uh, the like your grounding, establish that grounding or yeah. baseline uh, because meditation from what I know. And I, I think probably anyone that practices like, it's pretty stressful when you're first learning to meditate. Oh, it's, it's complicated. It's it just so hard because you're in and out of your own thoughts and you're like, meditation is not supposed to be, I'm not supposed to no. Well, I'll plug this episode. Nothing should be renting space in my head while I'm <laughs> meditating, except for focusing on meditating. But everything wants to occupy my damn head when I'm meditating. Right. But that's yeah. but that's okay, actually. It's again recognizing that it's happening and letting it flow. Right. I don't know. I just completely... well, it's it, we, we as we were talking before we press record here. Uh, what it as we were talking, it became obvious that this was actually a good transition yeah. for the subject we want to talk about, which is renting space. Today. Renting and, space. And I think, I think that you kind of had this idea prior to, but when I was home last weekend, um, I got an offer that ends up changing my direction, and which is um, awesome. I might as well just put it out there yeah. that I, I'm unfortunately the most bittersweet. Uh, I would say this is probably the most bittersweet experience in my life. I, I definitely feel like I'm at home in Colorado. Um, but you cannot pass up free schooling and no, research opportunities. So, so I'm you need going to, back home. You need to change your the way you approach these certain things, because you approached that uh, like statement that 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 confession 
as unfortunately. You used unfortunately first. You have to say, sadly, I'm leaving Colorado. However, fortunately, I'm going to have free school. It's a... It's funny because it, so yeah, when the opportunity came up, I texted you almost immediately because yeah. I was like, oh shit, you know what's going on, and uh, and I'm I'm sitting on a plane texting you, and I'm, I'm you know they like, crash because of that, <laughs> right? Well, they got free messaging <laughs> yeah. on Delta now, oh, okay, and there's right. a plug Delta okay, uh, right. for all two listeners, mom and mom. Um, but uh, yeah, it it was one of those things of you're right. I I think that I, either way, had I stayed here in Colorado, if I was chose to stay here in Colorado or go back home for a couple of years. I think I was going to feel weird and I would have probably phrased it as unfortunate because yeah. I was giving up something, a great opportunity. Yeah. Um, so that's why I describe it as bittersweet because sure. it is so awesome to be going home. Um, there's a great opportunity. It's a great learning experience. And obviously you get to be close to family and all these yeah. things. Huge pluses. But for me, like I, I found home in Colorado. And yeah. so though career and school and whatever may deviate from that path of coming right back out here, I do think that something I've learned over this year is that Colorado is somewhere I, I probably where I want to call home one day and which is awesome, which is, it's, it's an incredible feeling. So it was, uh, quite an interesting trip. Uh, you know, Cinco de Mayo, the Derby, yeah. um, seeing my family a little bit. And then it was like, I saw the email and was like, Oh man, my re- immediate rela- reaction was intense emotion. Mm-hmm. Like I had to go sit outside for a little bit and be alone. Cause it just was, it was truly bittersweet. And I'm like, I don't, you know, I don't know how to make this decision. And through all of this, long story short, uh, on the plane, you, you and I were talking back and forth and, uh, you brought up the idea of renting space. Um, I have had clearly thought about every in and out of the situation, both good and bad. Uh, and it became to the point where people were like, well, trust your gut. And I'm like, I have thought about this for so long that yeah. I don't, the gut doesn't exist anymore. Um, and so we brought up renting space and it's really great, um, transition from last episode where we're talking about finding that, that zero or that ground yeah. and understanding that how you react to something is your choice. Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of, you know, I don't want to butcher it, but like kind of, that's the point of, of the meditation is to yeah. have a baseline sure. of where you're coming from. Um, and that's, that's what I think this makes for me, this episode is going to make this really fascinating because there's so many variables to it. Um, and I guess we just jump in rent, renting space. Um, so I, I sort of discovered or not discovered, but heard the term renting space. I'm sure people have heard it before, but, and if I did, I didn't really think of it this way, but it was actually someone who uh, was actually, uh, recovering. Well, I think she probably would call herself an addict, but, uh, someone who struggled with substance abuse, who was talking about the, what was, what she was dealing with. And it was a, a relationship issue and it was with a guy. And she said, I just don't understand why I keep letting him rent all this damn space in my head. Damn. And I went, huh? Like, wow. So, so what she, so I, first off, I liked what that how she described it was that he's renting space in my head and i began to sort of like apply this to just a number of things that were going on in my life when when i heard her talk about this saying because she knew that maybe it's not an easy fix like she had to break up with him or whatever but she knew the solution but the issue with the person the reasons why she wanted to break up with him 
were renting space in her head. So I realize it's sort of like complicated, but it's like everything, things are going to rent space in our head no matter what. And I'll just back up to here because I think what will happen is I'll also tie in a little bit of this idea of emotional intelligence as well. And then hopefully we can do another podcast on it because I think it's all fascinating, but it's really renting space. Everything's going to rent space in our head because it's just the case. If a project at work is going on, it's going to rent space in your head. The paycheck's going to rent space in your head. Um, Relationships, relationships, schooling, life will rent space in your head. But I think what's important and like in this lady's case, she was able to recognize what was renting space in her head. And she was able to pinpoint specifically the thing that was causing her problems and causing her stress, undue stress, because we'll always have stress. We'll always have, always have things renting space. Well, in our head. Not all stress has to be bad. And it we've, doesn't, you know, we've talked about that before. It doesn't have to be bad. In fact, sometimes the stress that becomes so problematic is actually wasn't really that big of an issue, but we've developed it. It has rented enough space in our head that it occupies this negative space. It's right. a negative tenant. And so that's the way I like to kind of break down the idea of renting space is you have really good tenants and you have poor tenants. You've right. got, you've got people that, that wipe shit on the wall and stuff like that. So, <laughs> and it, it is really hard in the advent of social media, in the advent of, of instant information that, uh, we have many things occupying and renting and space. I would say fake information as well. Sure. We talked about the highlight reel stuff yeah, when you talk exactly. about social media. Yeah, not so much fake news, but the fake, <laughs> what is a fake profile? Because my profile, I don't post like frowny face emoji because right. I, I, I'm not just in the space to go ahead and po- post on, on social media. Um, would it be more realistic? Yeah, absolutely. I think we'd be a, a much better society if we posted our shittiest days on top of our best days. But the... I I think that it puts us at a disadvantage by the extra bullshit that occupies our brain and rents our brain. And what I what I like about renting space and I think the number one thing to be able to identify is that something is if it's negative um because I think it's easier it's easier to frown it's either to be easier to be pissed off misery likes company and negativity, I think, is just something we can gravitate well, towards. Well, that, that, and we know that the, the human mind, specifically, is built to protect us. So it yeah. naturally gravitates to negativity. Exactly. And it fears and yeah, doubts the, and all the, these things. The optimist hunter, uh, ultimately, well, I don't know if optimist, but the the underly cautious hunter <laughs> right. was probably eaten by the They're mind. Reckless. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So I think the number one thing to do is when you're feeling down... Um, there's a number of things to do. It's the first is the uh, the halt procedure, and if you're if you're just not right, the number one thing you can do is halt. Just are, pause. Are you hungry? Are you angry? Are you lonely? Are you tired? Wow. You halt. Awesome. Did yeah, not yeah, know yeah, that acronym. Yeah, yeah. No, no, nice. No. It's called. It's called, okay. I knew. You, I was gonna say that one from my back pocket because I knew you'd like that one. You gotta halt. Damn. Okay. Because what you're doing when you're halting is you're identifying the source of the stressor you're identifying the source of the thing that's causing you problems so that's no different from trying to figure out what is renting space in your head that's creating the negativity in your life just like with emotional iq which is different from iq iq is something that is fixed we have never figured out a way i'll i'll never be smarter there's no neurotropic i can take out there 
that all of a sudden I'm going to pick up pre-calc again and be like, what was I? Parabolas? I got this. Let's, let's move on to calc, man. There's just no way. However, emotional intelligence, which they, they, I mean, uh, I should say researchers have found that emotional intelligence actually bodes better for you than IQ, meaning that your emotional intelligence and the way you react to things um, actually is, it, it can predict success more than your IQ can. Um, meaning that your IQ can only take you so far and your emotional intelligence uh, will be able to take you farther. Sure. The good thing is, is that even if you have a shitty e- uh, emotional e- IQ, that, that you can change it. And that's by learning how we emotionally respond to things in our environment and in the workplace and in family life. So that's completely fixable. And it really starts with identifying the emotions that you perceive or you create when you perceive the situation you're in or, you, or are in a situation. So that's no different from renting space. Right. So it's, your, it's, it's one of those things that like you keep saying, identified, acknowledged. Like it, I told you this before. It, it's funny because in, in therapy, a lot of times it'd be like the question always comes like, okay, I see what we're talking about. I understand what we're talking about, but how do I change it? Yes. And the one the, therapist I have, he all, he always just laughs, and he's like, you know, uh, he's like the fact that you are acknowledging it, that you are putting light on it, whatever, however you want to term it. He's like that means that change is already in motion exactly. because it's one step further than just it being there. It's been identified, like right. like I said, and well, it's kind of it's kind of how you would take ego out of out of like ego is yeah. a driver, ne- particularly a negative driver when you spectate what's your your anxiety things like that you take the fuel away from ego yeah it's kind of the same thing where it's it's just it's it's literally um when when you're identify what's renting space what emotion or what um thing is the tenant in your brain the thing that is renting the most space um by identifying that the way i look at it is I'm almost having an out-of-body experience and I'm looking into my brain as opposed to being in my brain. And when you're, that's why people say, I'm in my own head. So if you can identify what, what is creating the negativity, what's creating the stress, what is renting space in my head right now? Uh, it's because I just got my paycheck and the government took, that tax break is not doing anything for my paycheck <laughs> right now. I got $1,000 taken out in taxes and and you're just like, how am I going to pay these bills? Like, how am I going to save? How are you? And okay, I feel overwhelmed. I feel negative right now. Okay, we take a step out and we say, what's renting space? The money is renting space in my head right now. Sure. Um, and by by sort of removing yourself from that, you can then, from a more bird's eye view, identify that thing because it's so hard sometimes to be caught up in the moment in something to just not be able to recognize what's actually going on. And the first step is just to recognize it. When in, it's kind of one of those things once you, it's being mind associated, but once you become mind associated, it's a rabbit hole that yeah. it's tough to stop. That's, you know, that happened to me the other night. I told yeah. you about that a little bit earlier and it's just like, I mean, I laugh about it now, uh, you know, a couple of days later, but that night it was not it, laughable at no, all. No. It was, I couldn't get the wheels to stop yeah. spinning and it was terrifying because it's like, here we go again. Yeah. I haven't had this experience in a little bit, but then it's just amazing how, when something like that, how strong it can be and how yeah. quickly you latch on to that negative, the, 
the doubt, yeah. the fear, all these things, it's all of a sudden you're speaking truths in your mind. Yeah. But the reality is when you press pause, you identify, like, okay, what's really going on? Um, what's actually causing this? Yeah. And you just kind of, it's organizing <clears throat> in a no, much more logical way. Say, and You just said it. it's organizing what's actually happening. Because when you have, when you're able to identify the emotion, so emotion being the response that we have to everything, this LaCroix can tips over, uh, the, the podcast miraculously just stops working. It's, it is <laughs> like it, it, uh, we have an emotion to that. We have an emotion to, uh, everything we, and that is, if, if we can figure out the emotion that we're, we're having because of something externally that's happening again it's just like renting space and, un- and understanding what we what's occupying our brain that there we have it we're starting at this point and we can maybe walk ourselves out of this in our head attitude do do you feel like the step or the stage of acknowledgement could be equivalent to being present like when we talk about like meditation yeah. stuff we talk about it's- being in a present moment versus renting space definitely gets drawn from the past Oh yeah. Uh, I mean like, you know, I've t- talked to a couple of people now that just recently where it's like the past haunts I, the past sure. haunts me still. Yeah. Um it's kind of like that letting go thing, but then yeah. that like the other night for me it was very much about the future. Uh, and the anxiety got very very loud and um but I feel like when you press that pause, you acknowledge and you try to organize with logic. Yeah. That's like kind of like okay, I'm right here. What's real? Exactly. So, and that's the beautiful thing about meditation and being present. And I think, I think it's a, it's a multifactorial approach, right? So the easy thing to do is recognize, well, it's hard to do this sometimes, but the easiest part of the entire thing is to recognize the emotion that you have to something, uh, to stressor or whatever variable that is. Uh, it's easy to be able to say it's hard, but literally saying like, okay, Sammy is renting space in my head right now. Okay. So check you got it but then it's it's actually executing on that thing that tenant that's renting space and and if it's positive like there's no reason to other than just like take note i slept right. eight hours and blah 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 um but yeah, the, the, the positive doesn't <laughs> linger too much no, <laughs> damn it but the um but it's then what okay it's the so what what now and we've talked about this before with psychology and we've talked and, and you brought up a really good point. It's learning to be present. I think that's why things like meditation are really important or, or taking the time to just decompress. I, I don't know if it's 20 minutes after lunch, 20 minutes during lunch or whatever in the morning, whatever it is. Um, I think at least for me, because I, I and I've said this on the, well, I told the story on, on the second episode of this podcast and I left a lot of it out. I had a lot of things occupying in the last year and a half some horrific things occupy yeah. my, 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 my brain and let, and I couldn't help it because they were happening. Right. And that's what some people are like, well, dude, sometimes shit just happens. Right. And like, yes, there's things that will inevitably occupy and rent space in our brain, but it's then how do you manage that shitty tenant? Right. Or, and, and that's where it's the multifactorial part of it, right? It's saying you learn to be present. Like I practiced quite a bit of meditation during that time. And one thing, even more than just learning to be present, I knew where to go if I needed to. Mm-hmm. And that was one thing it was, it was learning to go to a space. Um, the second thing would be 
uh, because I think I'm progressively like making the interventions a little harder. The second would be learning to extract yourself from the situation. So yes, it's become a spectator. Yeah, exactly. So that's Mm -hmm. that kind of taking the bird's eye view from it, but it's as simple as literally, even though it's in your, in your own head, but it's extracting yourself from the environment in which all of it is happening. So if you're in your room and you're on your bed and you're just like the future, the future, the future, the future. And you're like, fuck, this is oper- This is just renting so much space in my head right now. I'm, I'm, I'm angry. My emotion is, is frustration and angry and anxiety. Leave the room. Yeah. Walk out the front door and walk around. Change your environment. Change your environment. Yeah. I mean, that's walk out of the office. Well, and, and yeah. not even that, like you, not only did you change your environment, but moving, you yes. change your physiology. <laughs> exactly. Right? You, change, like, you change the physiology. You change the, the, the environment in which your mental state is in. Uh, I mean, like, the actual box, the space that you're in. And uh, I mean, that's why they say things like uh, when the Matthew Walker podcast, they said like every, every uh, culture has something that says like sleep on it or sleep on the problem. It's, it's doing something different um, than what you're currently doing. And you, I, I find for me that change your state, change your state, yeah. uh, like going on a run um, by just getting out of the clinic on a busy day, taking my 30 minutes and walking down the block in Denver it just like get the little sun, just anything you can do to change the variable uh, or the environment rather. When, it, when we talk about like recognizing it, it, I've gotten to the point, like not that I'm so good at it because I definitely get caught up in these issues, but it's a, uh, it's one of those things of like when you, like you can tell by how you feel. Yeah. Like that's something I've started that we talked about this earlier. Like when I feel drained, my first thought now is like, what have I been thinking about? Hmm. what's been what's really like you know you can say oh stress has got you down stress is zapping your energy yeah. but like i don't have to necessarily be stressed or feel stressed to wake up and be like oh motherfucker yeah. not again but it could be that like last night before bed i was sitting there just thinking about everything and yeah. i was just going 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 even if i didn't have the emotion i didn't feel the emotion towards it, it could have been positive or negative i'm mentally drained to run your brain yeah. takes up a ton of energy. Well, it saps that glucose. Man. Right. You know, <laughs> right. and like, it's one of those things that I've, I've had to become much more aware of, of even if I can't figure it out just, you know, by thought or, you know, recognizing the thought pattern, I start to recognize it by what's my energy like. Now, if I haven't yeah. slept or if I haven't been eating enough or, you know, whatever, that's fine. But a lot of times I do feel it hmm. um, physically where I'm just like, ah, but you can start telling by your emotions too, yeah. your irritability. So that's, that's something that was really interesting you just brought up because you, you could say like, look, it doesn't matter if I'm laying in bed at night, it could be, you know, who knows? Like it could be ultimately positive. Uh, hey, I'm going to have college. I'm going to have grad school paid for. I get a stipend that like X, Y, and Z. And then your brain's going, 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 but it's still important to be able to recognize that. And that might even be a point where you do need to extract yourself from whatever environment you're in and, and do a cool down. Wait, it's still, the tires are spinning. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and like there's smoke coming out everywhere. Yeah. It's still, I, I swear I want to do a test study. You, you got to go get that like $15 fan that we have in our room that just the, like the space. Yeah. Pack. That white noise makes all the difference. I did. When I was younger, I used to, well, actually any place that I've ever had a fan, like a ceiling fan or anything, always on. Yeah. Almost always so, on. So that is a lot louder. The other night, I didn't turn it on. Uh, Sarah's in D.C. right now. And, like, not that I'm saying we have, like, gender roles where she, like, gets, she lights the candles in the bedroom <laughs> and stuff like that. But I just didn't turn it on because we put the humidifier and then we turn the fan on and then we go to bed. 
and I was laying in bed, uh, <laughs> just staring at the ceiling. Like I never have a problem going to bed. And I'm like, what? Like bear kind of the dog rolls his head and his collar jingles and the car goes by the windows kind of open. And I'm like, mother, like I had like a 12 hour shift today. What night was this? I don't remember. Like two nights ago or was something. Was that Thursday like that. night? Maybe. No, because Sarah was still here. I was like, Thursday night was the night I struggled. And I was oh, like, really? I was just laying there staring at the ceiling. And I'm well, like, what the fuck is yeah. this? But dude, I was like, oh, I didn't turn the fan on. Turn that fan on. <laughs> just out. Five minutes. <laughs> it's just crazy. Anyway, to get back to the, the point, like anything can rent space, whether it's positive or negative, and it can be overwhelming. So this is the next part of, of so now we've identified, we've, uh, possibly removed ourselves from the situation that we're in um, and the third would be learning to control what is renting space because sometimes the tenant is not going to be able to leave and sometimes the tenants there for a really good reason and we have to we have to tackle what that is right. and now when you're laying in bed and the wheels are spinning this becomes a little bit more problematic because it's like man when I was five years old I killed the, the worm and, and like and then you know you just like backtrack backtrack the rabbit but hole is literally it, endless. It, it <laughs> is really. <clears throat> and, uh, but I think by applying these principles to, I've thought about this a lot over the last two weeks <laughs> by applying the principles of like the first two things or applying the principle of when there's something that's like, let's just take the paycheck for example, because I just did this and, and by applying this principle, I think it allows you to s sort of manage the really weird like Alice in Wonderland kind of tenant that's renting space, like the future, the past and all these, like I'm going to be a failure because of these stupid things I did when I was younger, which is totally untrue, but you're just catastrophizing. Right. So I'm trying to pay for a wedding and build a house at the same time. Awesome. I don't know why I managed to like get out of the army and get divorced at the same time, like two massive life changes. <laughs> now I'm building a house and getting married at the same time. Like, how do you manage to do this for yourself? We're like, motherfuckers, I just like to kind of clump and lump my uh, we like love life, to complicate shit. the life experiences all in one. And then I'll just go through bursts of like two years where everything's great. And then I'll just have a kid, build another house, get a new job, move state lines. Like, we'll just get, we'll just take it all at once. Anyway, so I'm looking, I'm like, man, I got to like, I gotta save money, right? I've gotta build an emergency fund up because I'm gonna own this house and something's gonna happen and I'm gonna need to fix something on the house. That's why you own a house, isn't it? Exactly, <laughs> so I can pay money to fix things. <laughs> Granted, I think everything's under warranty for the first 10 months, which is awesome. But the point is, I gotta do something about this and it starts occupying space. Like I said, you get the paycheck and you're like, where's my tax break? Right. Like, come on, like, get Donald Trump on the line here. <laughs> um, or Paul Ryan for that matter. Anyway, uh, and I'm rambling. I apologize. Um, so I identified probably, I, I try to do this. So I, I can't say that I like actually identified, remove myself from the situation, but I was able to at least acknowledge that the money financial situation is sort of occupying space. It's a tenant, it's renting space. Uh, the emotion t attached to it is anxiety. And, uh, and now I, here I am. And now the trick is to figure out how to control your thoughts surrounding the issue and then take steps to manage the tenant. So it's like, if I've got a shitty tenant, um, am I going to kick him out right off the bat? Wait, which, what you're saying is, what, what actions am I going to take to resolve this? So if I've got this 
this negative anxiety producing tenet called finance in my brain, I, I'm not going to just evict him because a, I need the money just like as a renter, I kind of need to like not have this house sit right. on the market for a while. I need to, I need to fill this space. So that means I need to contend with this issue. So the one thing, and we've talked about this before, but like what psychologists will do is they'll, they'll have you do, or therapists will have you do an exercise where they say, okay, your thought is that I'm not going to have enough money to, to live in this house. Then you have your first visceral reaction to that statement. And it's like, uh, I'm, I'm going to have to foreclose. My credit score is going to drop. I'm not going to be able to take out any loans. My wife's going to divorce me. I'm not going to have kids because by the time we get this figured out, she'll be too old and we're not going to want to have kids. And the dogs, we're going to have to get rid of the dogs because we're not going to be able to afford what them. What was the word you used earlier? Catastrophize? Catastrophize, yeah. yeah. So you go, you, you make this catastrophe <laughs> list and then and you get it all out. Like, okay. Then you go back and revisit the question. Um, or maybe the question isn't worded like, like I'm not going to have enough money to buy the house, but money in house. Right. Is the is the is the subject? So here's my catastrophe list. Now, I've identified the negative aspects of the the renter, and now I move over to the second list. And the second list is called realistically what's going to happen. And then you go through realistically probably what's going to happen. You go and, and actions you can take. So now it's like okay, let me figure out what a W four is. See if I can withhold some of these taxes so I can take home an extra hundred bucks a paycheck. Right. All right, that's a plus. Um, well, Nate, you just picked up six shifts in a week. It's not ideal, but look, you made an extra six hundred bucks in your paycheck. Right. You can do that. They need lots of help. Okay. Stop going out to eat, or stop. Like, I want to build a, a workbench in the garage. Why? No, you don't, don't. That's $300. Like, so you go through these lists and, and you identify actions you can take, create a budget. Like I started doing all these things. Did it solve the problem? Is it solving the problem of having enough money to, to move into this house? It didn't solve the problem. However, I control, I now control the situation because I know now my finances are all in order. I know where everything is going. I know what I can do. I might not withhold that money. However, I, I could. Now I know how to do it. And so it gives me a sense of control of the situation. So that renter is going to come back all the time. Every paycheck I get, I'm going to come back and go, I'm going to look at that emergency fund. I'm going to look at everything and go, hmm, uh, ugh. but I say, look, dude, we controlled this. Like we, we figured out that the catastrophe list doesn't have to occupy any space with this topic at all. You already know what you have to do. Now it's up to you to execute on this renter and not execute the renter execute on the actions right. to control this rent or control these. That's the hard part because that takes a lot of time and it takes a lot of focus on the negativity <laughs> that's in your head. It's uh so <laughs> we have this YouTube channel, right? A little plug. Oh, yeah, go yeah. find it. Go yeah. like, subscribe, all life, these things. Life well, D-U-N-N. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it's funny because I, I recorded a little bit of something yesterday and I was thinking about a lot of the same things. Um, and it was inspired through Jaco Willing. Oh, yeah, and yeah. I heard like some a little bit of his some something on YouTube. I was making breakfast one morning and um, saying something, whatever it was. And how do we create change? And then when I was working out, um, Juicy by Biggie came on. <laughs> I can't even remember the line. Um, 
I can't even remember the lines. It'll be in the YouTube video. Okay. Uh, but I started thinking about it, and I was like, well, you can't, you can't always control the events, right? Like, sometimes you create events, all these things, right? Fine. But what you do get to choose is what you focus on, what things mean to you, what you're going to do. And that's actually everything you're talking about right now. Basically, way more... Mo better articulated. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's just one of those things. And like, I, right underneath that, I have freedom is discipline. Right? Yeah. So what you're saying in, in that action is all about, okay, what kind of habit or discipline, I should say habit and or discipline sure. that I have to create because however you want to put those two together, it doesn't really matter to me. But how do those two go together to create your freedom? Yeah. And you're trying things through through action. And that's really the only thing. And that was the last thing I wrote down was the only way to silence fear and doubt is to take action. And yeah. that's what you did. I mean, it's literally just doing something about it. Uh, and I realized like that sort of deviates or a lot of what I was saying, like deviates away from the idea of renting space. But we are, I think just by nature, people that have uh, either paralysis by analysis or paralysis by fear of, of action. Which is sweet, because I think I have both. Yeah, you might. <laughs> I, I do to an extent. Like, it, it, uh, it, it is something that, another part of it as well, and this is deviating even farther away from renting space, is finding the confidence in yourself yeah. to make the next step. Because a lot of the time, we just don't know what to do. And then when we figure out what we have to do, then we have to actually cross the threshold to take the risk to do it. And I think that's where like Jocko comes up with some really good points is that you just have to do. Right. And to me, it makes more sense. And I battled with this in the military quite a lot. <clears throat> the lot of space that was rented in my head uh, in the military was uh, the idea of not being able to do certain things. And I remember going to, and I've, I think I've talked about this on, uh, on the podcast before, it was called Expert Field Medical Badge. Uh, it's a course you go to, and it's like 14% of the people that go to this course uh, actually successfully complete it. And they um, and it's a badge you get to wear on your on your uniform. So it's fairly coveted, um, and it's, it's a tough course. And it's two weeks, and I missed it by like one point. Like right at the end, I made it all the way up to the last day. You have to do a 12-mile ruck march at the end, and I, I missed being able to go on the ruck march. And that that event instead of learning from the event and realizing what I did wrong and I mean now I can go back and look at it and I can look at it today going like it's a good experience man like but you're Nate Welline now you're not soldier Nate Welline right. no one cares about that whereas more prestigious I think in the military but that event really crippled me I allowed it to cripple me because then I started I started um, doubting my ability to go through a lot of really prestigious selective schools in the military. Whereas I really wanted to push for those things, but I, I lost the confidence. Yeah. But what was funny was I scored a hundred percent on the activity, which is, uh, I'm rambling here, but the activity is land navigation. It's a compass, a map and a protractor. And you literally get these points and you got to go in the woods with a compass and a map yeah. and find these flags. All right. That was the, I was never good at that. Got a hundred percent of the F and B, but that was like the one thing I, I really used against me in my head. Like I'll never be able to go to these courses and successfully do this. Even though I 
successfully did it for the real first time in my life at this course. So it like, I think the whole point of that is we can always find something, even if we've done things successfully in the past, that we don't let the, the successes rent space in our head. We just focus on all the failures right? because it's easier to sort of allow us to not take the risks to do things instead of sort of taking them head on. And it's easier to, like we said, we talked about we're creatures of uh, like uh, self-preservation. Right. And it makes more sense to just say, do you really need to do that? Or well, it, yeah. the, the mind is created to keep us from doing it, those things. Doing like those this things, is, yeah. ex- this is the exact same thing I put in that like video. And I was thinking yeah. about it because it's like, the mind innately wants to, to protect us. And a lot of the things that we want to do as humans are, you know, for ourselves, I want to make $20 million, whatever, you know, I want to fly to the moon. Yeah. Um, it, it's these things and the brain just goes like, you can't do it. You shouldn't do it. You're going to get hurt doing it. You're going to fail. Yeah. But on the other side of all those doubts and excuses and fears is exactly what you want. Yeah. And it may take a little bit of a deviated course to get there. Yeah. Which is in the, in simple words, it's failures. Yeah. But how you react, right? And that's kind of what we're talking about with the renting space, like how you react to these things and uh, is is more beneficial because failure, failure, how do they say it? Failure is only a failure if you quit from it. It's yes. a learning experience if you take data from it and you go back and you say, okay, this is what I did wrong. Yeah. This is what I would do next time. And then you go out the right after that and you do, okay, I'm going to go for another risk. Yeah. Because it's just, it really, it's just compiling data. Yeah. It's, it's, it's compiling intelligence and it is. whatever, whatever form of intelligence you want to use. But, but like it's, so, it's just making you better. Exactly. And, and like, that's why like learning is so crucial. Like learn everything you possibly can, because what, why wouldn't you, why wouldn't you have as many tools as possible? You don't know when it's going to come yeah. up. Like that's one of the things uh, Tom Billy always talks about this, where he's like, you know, is that person more successful because they do that better than me? Maybe, but generally it's because they've invested their time to learn those things yeah. where I've invested my time to learn over there. It's kind of like, you know, some people with finances are much better off. Like they understand numbers a lot better than I do, you know, finance, but then they go into a gym and they have no fucking clue. Well, is it really because they have no clue and, or they're incapable of learning it or they just not invest their time there because we're as humans, we'd like to think that our minds are pretty limitless and yeah. we've, we've com- pretty much said that like the brain has no capacity. Like it, well, it's a limitless capacity. Lim- Did I say yeah. that wrong? Limitless. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah limitless yeah, yeah. capacity. Capacity. Yeah. So like everything, like it just takes hard work. I think it does. I mean, th- I'll always, there's always going to be a bell curve for me and I'm never going to, I'm never going to go work for NASA. Right. At, like who's the guy? Well, I'm not going to make yeah. it to the NHL, right? Like, <laughs> right. That's there, there's, there's always going to be limitations. Well, I think. However, <laughs> it's like, I'll never be the, uh, Dude, he's he's an astronaut candidate school. He was a Navy SEAL, and he finished uh, a degree in mathematics and got a uh, and he's a medical. He's a physician. I, you gotta look him up. I don't I know his like name. I've, I feel like I've heard he's, interviews with. I don't remember like his name either. I think Captain America. Like, I'm never gonna be that guy. Um, and sometimes I I like, you know, I always wonder about special operations and stuff. And it's just really it's hard work. I mean, it's, it's, it's a work ethic. Like that's what it is. It's, it's following type, your own habit it's too. type a disciplined people that make that. Yeah. And it isn't, it isn't a superior intellect. It isn't, it is having emotional IQ and working hard 
and in training hard and being incredibly focused too. yeah that's that's and that's nhl i mean that's excuse me that's professional athletes as well it's just it's and successful people like i think of the confidence thing so i'm taking a sort of a a 180 degree direction, excuse me, a 180 and sort of my career focus. Still medical. However, um, my goal now is to pursue an MBA. And it was going to be med school, then it was going to be nurse practitioner school, sort of like paths of least resistance because I really didn't know what else was out there. And all of a sudden, I've been working really hard at work. Um, I've been busting my ass. And all of a sudden, you sort of get noticed. And then people come to you within leadership chain and they're like, what do you want to do with your life? And it for the first time in my life when it comes to the confidence like even med school for me I, there was a lack of confidence there yeah. oh, i gotta take the mcat like i gotta finish all this stuff a lot of like, limiting beliefs a ton of limiting beliefs totally renting space in my head and i don't know what i think it's a it's practically a, applying a lot of the things we're talking about right now that i've literally obviously understood my limitations know what i don't want to be I've come a long way from a person I was that I didn't want to be to the person I am today and having this renewed focus that I can do within my shock group, whatever the fuck I want to do. And it might not be. And so for example, now we got MBA school, super competitive in order to be really successful. I mean, and some people could counter this, but you want to get into the top MBA school. Why not shoot for the stars? Right. Old Nate would have been, hey, you should get your MBA. Um, you mean my GPA was this, uh, yeah. this and this? Like, I don't think. I Find a whole G- bunch I of reasons take, why you can't. Got to take the GMAT. Probably not going to like study. And it was completely limiting myself there. Today, it's more or less the mantra is if if my career is going to occupy my headspace, it's going to rent in my brain. It is going to be positive. It's going to be motivational and it's going to grind and it's going to be determined. Right. And I, when I apply, I'm applying for, I, I already said it, it's going to be top 10 schools. And if they don't work, doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. Right. But I absolutely 100% will be applying to top tier MBA schools right. because why the fuck not? Right. right. Yeah. Right. So and it doesn't matter. Yeah. Take the GMAT, like take who cares? Like do as best as you possibly can. However, apply because the only thing that will happen is only a couple things that are going to happen. You either get in accepted or you don't, but I know how I will absolutely not be accepted. And that's by not, not doing trying, the work and not right. doing it. So that's how you like, I occupy the space where it's like, listen, you can do whatever you want. Um, some things are going to take more work than the other, but if it's going to occupy my space, I'm going to figure out how to overcome whatever that is. I don't care. I'm just going to overcome it. And that's that like, then you got to do like the Jocko Wilnick sort of um, principles in life. And that's like, just do it, take action, become disciplined, be habitual X, Y, and Z. And then I think all that stuff becomes easier. Well, it's, it's funny. I was talking to my friend the other night and I was kind of voicing what some of my anxiety is about and, a lot of it has to do with number one, the confidence issue. Yeah. But number two is like, I don't have this distinct path of like, well, I'm going to go do this schooling and then I would yeah. go here. But she pointed out, she's like, mo- most visions aren't like, you might have this like picture in your head yeah. of where you want to go, but like how you get there could be so obnoxiously different than what you expect it to be. Like, you can't, you don't have to know the how. 
You just have to know the what. And for me, like, I don't know if I know the what, but every day as you do more stuff, you kind of develop more of the what. Well, isn't it like they say, and it's so I know it's so hokey, but the journey is the destination, right? right. I mean, we can have a, it's like creating these long-term goals that you're like, I want, and I just throw them out there. I'm like, I want to be financially stable to the point where I really don't need to worry about anything. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there's things you need to worry about, but like to the point where I can pick up and go, take a family on vacation, yeah. maybe have an extra house that seems lofty, but whatever, we'll just throw it in there. I want to be able to send my kids to school. I want to be financially comfortable. Right. That's the what. Well, and it's it's like it's kind of back to that like, what's the rush? The only yeah. thing that's really rushing you, other than biologically for females particularly, yes, is external environment. Yeah, I mean, obviously there's there's there could be a rush for people if they're in a financially low state. Sure, or, sure. Or, you know, but at that point, <laughs> even it's like you can you can get a job to get yourself out of that. But to have like this dream, that's the other thing. You don't just arrive. Like you don't no. it's never gonna end. Like the yeah. chase is always gonna be like you're always gonna be like, okay, I'm here. Although you enjoy it, there's always gonna be work to do to yeah. develop, to become better, to understand better. Um, I think like that doesn't go against just being and being in a state of joy. Yeah. But I think there will always be the like, I wanna learn this now. Yeah. I wanna learn that. And like that's that's the exciting part, though I look at it as like, well, I need to arrive here. I need yeah. to have this destination and like I think that the more stuff you do, the better your the more clarity yeah. you get, yeah, and and more things develop. And that's I mean, like for me, like I I struggle with this idea of like, oh, I'm exercise science. What the hell am I gonna do with an exercise science degree? Actually, a lot of shit. Yeah, and it will be information that I will always use. I'm never gonna leave the gym. Exactly. But on top of it, I was again talking to a friend, and I was like, the more I talk about it, the more I recognize that other than the mind. What's the other thing that I talk about all the all fucking the time. time? Yeah. Where do I end up finding myself, you know, researching? It's all has to do with exercise science and everything. Exercise science doesn't necessarily mean fitness. It means body in motion. Yeah. And for some really sick people, getting up off the couch is a body like that is exercise. But it's and, and it changes physiology. The number one most important thing. Right. We do heart. We, we I used to do open heart surgeries. So valve valve replacements, uh, no transplants, but just like massive heart surgeries literally like if you want a motivation go to an open well don't but if if you You ask ask first literally after they get the tube out the breathing tube out within like x amount of hours i'm talking like double digits like as soon as possible they're up and they're walking yeah like and if you've ever seen an open heart surgery they literally crack down the sternum <laughs> and then they take these retractors like rack of lamb libs That's rims, nuts. and they just pull that open and then they just got this heart, this, this chest cavity yeah. open and then they sew it all back up and then they go to this person, this little old lady, this man, and they go, okay, so we're going to go walking now. Yeah, it's wild. Yeah. And, and, and it's, it's motivating. Totally losing my train of thought. I think, uh, um, exercise, well, the other thing too about exercise science is it's like anything you do. How about the goal is to be the most sought after person in that field? Right. If anything else, it doesn't matter about the job. It doesn't matter about, it's just that I, I know more. And that's like a, that's a motivator to me. I want to know all I possibly can right. because at the end of the day, I want someone to go on. Oh, um, I, you know what? Ask that guy. He, he knows, he knows. And if, even if I don't know, 
I figured out where to go to find sure. And it's a, yeah. it's, it's one of those things that a lot of, uh, it's been a lot of negativity for me in looking at the situation and you kind of pointed out where I, I led with, unfortunately, and yeah. I quickly tried yeah. to switch to bittersweet. But even, um, yeah, anyway, and, and there's a lot of good about both things. And yes. for me, that's, this is, was the best decision because I don't know that free school would come up. Getting paid to go to school would come up versus Colorado will be here. Yeah. Always. Um, well, hopefully we'll hopefully, be here. Right. We yeah. really know us. But I think the whole idea is that, it, at the end of the day, whatever is being taking up that space, it's there is a way to work through it. Yes, um, and it just kind of takes a little bit of a conscious effort to yeah. to do so. I think, like again, like I said at, at the beginning of this, the number one thing you can do is just identify right. who or what is occupying and renting space in your brain, and then you can go from there. Yeah. I think I, I think at the end of the day, that's uh, and it's something it's hard to do, but it's. I think if anything, it's just an experiment and exercise to figure out what yeah. is occupying your space. So before we wrap this up, because I think we're probably are at that yeah, point, yeah, almost 50 minutes. How is sober mate? Well, we kind of talked about how your sober diet and sober mate is going well. It's been interesting. Obviously I fell off uh, going, I knew I was probably going to fall off going to the jury. I really didn't try that hard. Um, it's been a little bit of a struggle getting back, which to me means that I probably need to, I, I need to try a little bit harder here. Yeah. Um, I've manipulated the diet a tiny bit so that I've learned a few things too in the last couple of weeks. I've been doing more research and, um, for me, I just feel like I might do a little bit better, have more success with it. People are going between, you know, the bell brothers, they're very big on carnivore and keto right now, the war yeah. on carbs. And, um, I go to them for a lot of information, not because I think they're the smartest, but because they are in touch with some very yeah. intelligent human beings on these subjects. And I'm learning a lot more about like fruit, and so I'm gonna start placing it in there. And, and and they talk about they talk about from a digestion digestive standpoint. I wasn't having too many issues. I think that anytime you change your diet, you you're going to experience some kind of change, or there's yeah. gonna be a time time frame where it just takes over. But they're talking about phytochemicals and fruit being able to break yeah. down uh, protein a little bit better and faster. Um, but also for me mentally, I think I I'm gonna put in a little bit more greens. Um, because I do like the, t you know, like something, texture, something yeah. as stupid as like, you know, salad, um, you know, a little bit of spinach so I can get a little bit of magnesium and stuff like that out of it. But for me, it's just a little bit of, can I keep myself a little bit more sane? Mm, yeah. Um, and although having said that the cravings weren't bad, it's more of like, how do I get myself back on track when I do yeah. decide to have that? What do we call it? Soul, soul night or soul food, soul food night, yeah. the quote unquote soul food night. Yeah. Um, so for me, it, it's been a, it's been a learning process, which is cool. It's been less than perfect, which is also cool. Yeah. Um, but I am recognizing a lot more things about cool. myself and I'm recognizing that I did feel much better, um, with very minimal carb. Hmm. Uh, there's actually a Netflix documentary right now on uh, keto. Yeah. On keto. Yeah. It's the families they're tracking for like 10 weeks. Is it the magic pill? Is that what it's Yeah. Called? Magic pill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm actually like literally watching it right now. Hmm. I know what I, I don't have weight to lose, but. It just the science is just making more and more sense. Pretty incredible. I know it, it's a lot of it's really another, another episode. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about it later because I was looking at it with endurance running and so much so anecdotal and yeah. like I'm like two thousand calories deficit on a run today. And it's like just eat, like yeah. just eat whatever you want. But anyway, that's a whole other thing. How's sober may going for you? Uh, it is going well. I will say that it was exactly how I thought it would be. Yeah, I remember you texted um, me about it. It was yeah. It the but again, it's um, not to like belabor this this point anymore. 
but this is where renting space like became real big for me. And I, the cravings were a lot more intense, but not like physical cravings, like mental, mm-hmm. psychological. There's an emotional attachment. There's to a it. huge emotional attachment to it. And what I found, and I was doing it almost subconsciously. It was pretty cool. I like t- took a step back and I said, just observe this moment in time where you are overcoming and feeling these things. Let them happen. Enjoy, like enjoy learning about what this feels like. Right. And if I was able to sort of step back from it and go, like just have a completely different approach to it instead of like fighting it and like white knuckling it and like ah, creating it, resistance, it creating resistance. Help. You just let it go and you're like, yeah, this is here. Like, huh, this is what people are talking about. This right. is what it is. Right. And uh, I mean, I will tell you nicotine of everything I stopped using. Nicotine's the hardest one. Right. And, uh, and probably because of its association with the places that you do it. With that, and I would wonder too if it's because of the ease of using it. It doesn't alter your state. So like to a point, like alcohol can be very altering. Marijuana, very altering. And there's really no like negative physical effect. Like that's the one thing that I'm trying to find out. Like is there uh, an increase in inflammation? Like how is my my recovery doing? And it's hard for me because I've sort of had these like two little nagging, like this hip flexors killing me and my biceps femoris is, is better, but it's just endurance running. Like it's 10 miles, 13 miles, 16 miles. Like my body's just like, I'm still trying to find the magic kind of pill and the magic pill, which might be that it it could be. It's dude. And that, I mean, wrap it up here, but it, that's the other thing. Like that hamstring tear, it's still not great, but I, it's, it is, fucking healed much quicker hmm. than my poles have in the last couple of years. And then the other day you know, I hadn't, I haven't pulled a conventional deadlift in over a month now. Wow. Um, I've done a couple clean poles at like you yeah. know, 225 and it, it was pretty sore. I've been doing a little bit of sumo deading, but the heaviest I've gotten there is 405. I pulled 505 on a conventional deadlift and, and I had no issue with the hamstring now sprinting type stuff. Like, yeah. Still some issues there, but I it meant I went there to find out. I was like, where, where is it at? And I don't think that's anything other than the metabolic response to the nutrition which, yeah, which that is, I've been going with, which is huge. I mean, it's, I, I'm so the other, not obviously we'll wrap up. I've been saying this, but just to do like some follow-ups. The sleep, I will tell you, yeah. has been more beneficial for me over the last month uh, of May to like make sure that I'm consistently getting the seven, um, which we're finding now. I think you sent me that thing. Like anything even the, less than eight is anything like less than eight fuck. is like not that great. Yeah. And I'm like lucky to get these sevens, and uh, and I can say that getting it consistently yeah. has been super beneficial. I, I think just overall for my mental state. Um, it fixes everything. I will tell you my caffeine intake has precipitously dropped. Like I will have one cup of coffee out the door and then I won't be craving coffee. Interesting. Whereas a lot of the time I was craving that afternoon coffee Hmm. and I still get the craving, but I'm not in my truck going to Starbucks to get a venti iced coffee at two in the morning because I'm also, the other part was that kind of like two to four in the afternoon where you have that slump. I just embrace it now. I'm like, yeah, "Yeah, this is the way you're going to feel. So I don't know. We'll see how the rest of the month goes. And we got a lot of topics coming up. 
Yeah, we do. <laughs> the emotional I, IQ, I think, is one that we got to do. Uh, I know we were all over the place on renting space, but the bottom line is just be aware of what is occupying your right. brain and what tenant you have. So, yeah. Cool. You this good? was a ton of fun. Yeah. I, it's always those things when like you think you have nothing, and yeah. then we're half hour over what we wanted to go for. But yeah. it, it was fun, and uh, this is for us now. But, uh, yeah, if you're still listening – uh, be sure to check us out on Instagram, Life Well Done. Make sure you go on to iTunes or whatever, wherever you're using. Yeah. Uh, it's getting your podcasts out at rate, uh, share, subscribe, whatever possible. Leave a yeah. comment. That would be sweet. Um, and then do the same thing with YouTube. Yeah, the YouTube. Fuck, go out there and do it. Uh, yeah. Hopefully, there'll be some more content going up. Uh, yep. I need to be better with it. Um, well, Sarah's got the video camera this 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 fair. two weeks, so that's all right. Yeah, we'll, all we'll get it going. It'll cool. Process, but all right, brother. Cool. I'll talk to you guys. See you.